Hi, I'm Edwards Three, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. This week, the Catholic Church celebrates the feast of a great saint, a great modern saint, Saint Mother Teresa. Now, Mother Teresa is known even in the secular world. There are people who aren't Christian that may have heard of Mother Teresa. They may have heard about her amazing service to the poor, her care for the sick, for the dying, for those with leprosy, for those with AIDS. She even won the Nobel Peace Prize. She started these houses, religious houses all around the world, caring for the poorest of the poor. As one person described her, she was known as the CEO in a sari. <laughs> but many people may not be aware of the inner story of her soul. They see all the fruit of her care for the poor and are deeply moved by her witness. But not many people know what was going on on the inside. Because what was truly remarkable about Mother Teresa wasn't all those external works of charity, as amazing as those were. It was the amazing work of charity in her soul the transformation of her soul. And I want to bring you in on that story because this week is a big week for the Missionaries of Charity. Starting on September 5th, that's the day of her feast day. That's the day of the anniversary of her death, her birth into heaven. But there's another important day for the Missionaries of Charity, the religious community she founded. And that date is September 10th. This is the day known as Inspiration Day. It remembers what happened on September 10th, 1948, a dramatic event that took place in Mother Teresa's soul, a dialogue that she had with God when God called her to leave everything for a second time in her life. And there's so much wisdom in this dialogue that she has with God. And she kept secret journals about this dialogue she had with God that have only recently been made public. I want to share these with you to give you an insight into Mother Teresa's heart and how she was wrestling with God. And you see her incredible surrender. And if you in your own life want to surrender your heart to God, you want to give God everything. You really want to follow his will, even when it's scary, even when it may be hard, even when you don't know how it's going to work out and you're afraid of failure. Mother Teresa can really speak to you. She can really help you have the courage to say yes, because she felt all those emotions of fear, uncertainty, uh, not wanting to change, not wanting to leave behind certain things, not wanting to go in this new direction where God was leading her. It was really frightening to her, but she learned to trust God. Do you long to trust God? Do you long to surrender to him in his plan for your life and to give him everything, but you're not sure how, or you're not sure you fully want to? Mother Teresa is a great saint. We're going to look at those uh, secret writings uh, of Mother Teresa and, and what they tell us about her heart, those writings that have just recently been made available in recent years. So Mother Teresa, pray for us as we begin another episode of the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree. I want to welcome any new listeners checking out the show, especially for people from Texas. I've been in Texas twice recently. Uh, I was down in San Antonio for the Ignited by Truth conference uh, a couple weeks ago. And then just this previous week, 
I was down in the Beaumont, Texas Catholic Men's Conference. It was so wonderful being there with the good Bishop David Toops. They have an amazing bishop there who's a good, dear friend of mine. He and I were students in Rome together at the same time. He was a seminarian studying at the North American College. I was a layman working on my doctorate. We were in Bible studies together, and I always knew he just had such joy and zeal for evangelization. He's like a modern JP2, and everyone in Beaumont, Texas, you were very blessed blessed to have Bishop David Toops as your bishop, and it was a joy and blessing for me to catch up with my old friend while I was there as well. Uh, I was down there. I was speaking a number of topics, including my new book, When You Pray. I've been talking a lot about that. In fact, what I want to do today is, in thinking about the trees and her feast days, I want to share with you some of the themes that I discuss in the book. I discuss those writings from her journal, and we walk through what God was asking of her and what God did in her soul and how she responded with great trust. Even though she experienced a lot of fear and nervousness about what God was calling her to, Mother Teresa is a great model for surrender. And that's a big theme in Mother Teresa's life, is surrendering everything to Jesus. And we might think that we've surrendered everything uh, at a certain point, but uh, God may invite us to surrender more, and it, and it and it, it can be hard again. Uh, and that's what we're going to see in the life of Mother Teresa, is that the life of surrender, following Jesus truly as the disciple, isn't just a one-time yes. Just like with Mary, it wasn't just her giving a one-time fiat. She had to renew that over and over again. We're, we're going to see Mother Teresa had to renew that multiple times throughout her life, but especially on this September 10th Inspiration Day that we're going to be talking about here, the when God called her in a dramatic way. But I want to tell you this. I'll, I'll never forget the time I met Mother Teresa, I was a grad student in Rome. And when when I met her, there was a group of, I think it was maybe eight people. We were in a little chapel and we were just sitting at her feet and, you know, judging by just outward appearances, you know, she didn't seem, you know, very extraordinary. I mean, it was a small woman, an old woman. She seemed pious. She seemed energetic about her projects and what she was working on. And, you know, but there, there wasn't any, any outward signs of an extraordinary life. But we all knew she had lived an extraordinary life. But what was most extraordinary was what was happening on the inside. In fact, all of the external fruit of her labors, all of the work in caring for the poor was amazing. But it all began with what happened on the inside. And I want to share with you one of the most dramatic calls of Mother Teresa that that took place in her soul. And there's important lessons we can learn if we want to bear fruit in our families, our marriages, our communities, our parishes, if we want the world around us, the world that we're in, to be blessed by us, we want to say yes to Jesus deeply in our hearts, in our souls. And Mother Teresa was invited to give a very big yes. Sometimes saying yes to Jesus can be hard. Have you ever experienced that where you're sensing God wants you to do something? God wants you to change. God wants you to give up something and you're just kind of nervous about it. We've all had moments like this, you know, for following Christ. This happens. What do we do? We're going to learn a lot from Mother Teresa. Let me give you the background. You see, Mother Teresa never dreamed of starting a new religious order. <laughs> she had been happily serving as a Loretto sister in, in other, this other religious community had been around for a while. She'd been serving with them for 18 years and she was teaching middle-class children there in Calcutta, India. And she liked her work. It wasn't if like, oh, I don't like my work. I need to find a new job. Oh, I'll start a new order. <laughs> I'll be an entrepreneur. I'll start a new thing. <laughs> you know, that's not what happened. She loved her work and she was making a difference 
She liked her community, the sisters in her community. She didn't want to leave them. She was very happy, very comfortable. But God often calls us out of our comfort to something new so that we can grow. He often calls us out of what we're familiar with. He even calls us out of things we like. Just because we like something doesn't mean it's good for us. God may want us to be detached from the thing we like because he wants to do something deeper in our souls. That's what happened to Mother Teresa on September 10th, 1948. She was on a train ride to a retreat and she heard the voice of Jesus call her to leave everything that was dear to her and start a new religious order, the Missionaries of Charity, dedicated to serving the poorest of the poor. Now, let me put this in context here. Mother Teresa had already given up so much in her life. She grew up in Albania and left her home to go become a missionary sister. <laughs> she left her home, her family, and her friends in Albania. And her, she was very close to her mother, close to her family, had good friends there. She, and she left all that to become a religious sister, a missionary sister. And when you became a missionary back then, you know, before airplanes at all, like you, you probably never came home. So she's saying goodbye forever. That What an intense moment. I shared with you recently, I said goodbye to my my daughter, sending her off to college for the, you know, and, and that was really, really hard, but I'm going to see her at Parents Weekend in a couple of weeks, you know, it's, it, it, and, and that was really hard, but to say goodbye forever, knowing you will never see these people again, and she never, she actually never got to see her mom again. So that, that, think about how hard that would have been. And, and, and she doesn't just become a missionary, you know, serving, you know, in Europe, you know, something kind of familiar to her. No, she goes all the way to India, foreign culture, completely different. And she, you know, she, so this woman is, is radically following God, generously giving Jesus everything. There was even a time when she was on a retreat that she told Jesus that she would never refuse him anything that she was totally committed to always do whatever he wanted, to not even hesitate. So this is amazing. You know, what, what a generous heart Mother Teresa had. But that surrender, that commitment to always do what Jesus wants was put to the test like never before. That generous offer to give up everything, to follow Jesus, was put to the test in a new way. And she was nervous about taking this next step big step with the Lord. She was understandably nervous about starting this new order and giving up her, her friendships with the community, with the Loretto sisters, and she's not gonna be able to hang out with them anymore. And she was afraid of stepping out in, into this new life of serving the poorest of the poor. That was gonna be really hard for her. She was afraid of failure. Like, what if this doesn't work? I'm starting a new order and, you know, and it, and it, and I just end up failing. Have you ever experienced that, that fear of failure? I, I fear I might fail. I might fail as a parent. I might fail in my job. I might fail in leading faith formation at the parish. I might fail in this new endeavor the Lord is leading me in. Fear of failure often holds us back. But mother kept hearing this voice of Jesus just pressing in persistently, asking her, saying, will you refuse Will you refuse? Will you refuse me? Let me share with you some of some of this dialogue with Mother Teresa and, and God. This is Jesus speaking to her. Jesus says, will you refuse? When there was a question of your soul, I did not think of myself, but I gave myself freely for you on the cross. And now, what about you? Will you refuse? 
I want Indian nuns, victims of my love who would be like Mary and Martha, who'd be so united to me as to radiate my love on souls. So she, so he's revealing to her, wanting to start this new order. But notice what he says. Are you going to refuse me? Like when I, when I thought of your soul, I didn't refuse. I gave everything. I died for you. What about you? What are you going to do? <laughs> Poor Mother Teresa. Again, think Mother Teresa gave everything to Jesus. And then Jesus is asking her to give more. Mother Teresa replies saying, my own Jesus, what you ask is beyond me. I can hardly understand half the things you want. I'm unworthy. I'm sinful. I'm weak. Go, Jesus, and find a more worthy soul, a more generous one. And so she. this is typical, right? You hear this with many of the great saints. They often feel unworthy. I think of the great biblical heroes like Moses at the burning bush when God calls Moses to go lead the people out of Egypt. Remember, Moses doesn't go, hey, all right, got it, got it, God, I was, I'm ready for this. <laughs> no, Moses feels unworthy. He says, so choose someone else, not me. I, I can't do this. Many of, many of the great holy men and women of Scripture and of the saints, they, they feel unworthy. They feel like they're not going to be able to do it. She says, I'm sinful, I'm weak, go find someone else. Now listen to what Jesus says. These next lines, oh, you know, give me your best attention right now. This, this is, this is intense. <laughs> what, what Jesus says to Rodex, ready? He says, "You have become my spouse for my love." He's referring to her becoming a, a, a nun, a, a religious sister. You have become my spouse for my love. You have come to India for me. So not only did you become a sister and become my spouse, you know, dedicating yourself to me. You actually became a missionary sister. So not just any ordinary sister. You, you become a missionary. You left home. You left family. You left all that was familiar in Albania. You left all of Europe, everything that was familiar to you. And you came all the way to India for me. He says, the thirst you had for souls brought you so far. So he's complimenting her here. Look at this. You had a thirst for souls and it brought you all the way. Look, to, to, to help you become a, a sister, to give up marriage, to, to live a, a life of chastity, to live like totally dedicated to me. And, and then you became a missionary all the way to India. But then he says, are you afraid now to take one more step for your spouse, for me, for souls? Are you afraid? Is your generosity grown cold? Am I second to you? Oh, <laughs> Wow. Look at what's happening here. So, so, so mothers who has dedicated so much of her heart to Jesus already, becoming a sister, going all the way to India, not wanting to refuse him anything, right? That's what she said. I, I don't want to refuse you anything. That's what she prayed once a few years earlier on a retreat. She said, Jesus, I want to do your will. I always want to follow whatever you want. I, I don't ever want to refuse you anything. So be careful when you make prayers like that. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You tell Jesus, I just want to do your will. Just show me your will. I just want to do your will. I'll do whatever you want. Be careful. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. You should do that. But be ready that God might actually put that to the test, that he might actually call you to give everything, to do something you might be really afraid of doing. So he says, are you afraid to take one more step for your spouse, for me, for souls? Is your generosity cold? Am I second to you? And then he goes on and says, you did not die for souls. That is why you don't care what happens to them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, if this were me, I would just be, you know, falling apart at this moment here. You know, would Jesus say, you know, you didn't die for souls. You're, you're, do you really care what's going to happen to them? I need uh, uh, sisters to go out to the poorest of the poor. I love those souls. I thought you thirsted for those souls, too. 
Do you care? Are you going to do this? And then, and then what happens is Jesus puts his finger on Mother Teresa's issue. What is it that's holding her back? The problem isn't pride. It's fear. She's afraid. That's what holds her back. That's what often holds us back from doing what God wants. It's fear. And in her case, it's, it's a, a fear of things not working out, a fear of, of failure. And she, she's just wondering, what, what if you know, I, I leave my congregation, I, I start this order and the whole thing falls apart, then my life will be a failure. Mother Teresa responds to this saying, give me light, send me your spirit, teach me your will, give me the strength to do all things that are pleasing to you. Jesus, don't let me be deceived. If it is you who want this, give me proof of it. And then she just admits, she says, I, I'm so afraid, Jesus. I'm so terribly afraid. Let me not be deceived. I'm so afraid. This fear shows me how much I love myself. I love uh, I love the saints. They're so awesome. They're so human. Sometimes you read the stories of the saints and they just call to do radical things like, okay, yep, I'm ready to go. I'll go do it. And you and you feel like, man, I would hesitate. I'd be a little scared. I'd be nervous. But all oh, those saints are just superheroes and they can just accomplish all these things. Well, what you see in the real life of the saints and what we see in these diaries that were hidden for many decades, uh, what, what we see is that Mother Teresa's like us. She's human. She has fear. You know, she admits, I'm so scared, you know, and, but, but she also recognizes that this fear is, is revealing how much she loves herself. And she says, I'm afraid of the suffering that will come through leading that India, Indian life, clothing like them, eating like them, sleeping like them, living with them and never having anything my own way. How much comfort has taken possession of my heart? Wow. I, I love the humility of mother. So she acknowledges that she is afraid. She, in other words, she's not trying to pretend, oh, okay, Jesus, yeah, I'll go. And she's just like forcing herself not to be afraid. She's just being honest and admitting the truth. She is afraid. But she also is humble enough to, rec- to, to realize where that fear is coming from. And part of it is her attachment to comfort. You know, yes, she's been living in India, but it's been a little more comfortable life with the Loretto sisters. You know, certainly not as comfortable as life most of us live in the Western world. But but she was still living somewhat comfort. Like now she's going to be out on the streets. She's going to be out with the poorest of the poor. And she, she is really nervous about what that's going to be like, never having anything her own way. <laughs> and Jesus comes back and he says, well, you've always been saying, do with me whatever you wish. Now I want to act. Let me do it. <laughs> so he, he's calling her on. He's, you've always been saying, you know, I could, you know, you, you always wanted to do my will. Let me act. Let me do it. And that, but then he comforts her and he encourages her and says, my little spouse, my own little one, don't fear. I will be with you always. Yes, you will suffer, but I will be with you. Refuse me not. Trust me lovingly. Trust me blindly. So he calls her on, you know, yes, you, well, you've always been saying you want to do you want me, you want to do my will. You want to give me everything. I, I, I'm calling on that now. Let me act. Trust me. Yes, this is going to hurt. It's going to be suffering involved, but trust me, trust me blindly. I, I, I have your best interest in mind and it's going to be so good for souls. Trust me. And then mother Teresa says, Oh, I'm so stupid. I don't know what to say, but do with me whatever you wish. I love you. 
oh, why can't I just be like everybody else? <laughs> so she she wants to do God's will, but she's saying, but can't I just be like everyone else? Why do I have to do this radical thing? And then God comes back. Jesus says to her, you are, I know, the most incapable person, weak, sinful, but just because you are that, I want to use you for my glory. Will you refuse? In other words, he's just saying to her that, you know, I, I know you feel inadequate. I know you're worried it's not going to work out. I know you're fearing failure here, you know, but I chose you not because you're the most talented person in the world, but because you're not capable, you're weak, you have sins. And because it, it, it because of your weakness, I, I, my glory, my strength will be made manifest through you. And finally he says, come be my light. I cannot go alone. The poor, they won't know me. You go among them, carry me with you to them, be my light. And in the end, Mother Teresa, when he, she realizes that this is what God wants for her, he says, she says, you know, Jesus, I'm ready to go at a moment's notice. I, I love this story of Mother Teresa here. And again, I, uh, if you want more, you know, read more about her story of her call, I, I, have, I, I summarize it in my book, When You Pray, uh, Trust, Surrender, and the Transformation of Your Soul. Um, let me tell you, it's, it's like, I talk about Mother Teresa multiple times in this book. I want to get you the exact chapter number of this particular theme is in the chapter on trust and surrender. And yeah, and it's all about this the idea of really not being afraid, allowing God to work in your life. So I, I, I would turn to chapter 10. It's chapter 10 called Learning to Surrender. It begins on page 65 in my book here. And you could get a brief summary of the story if you want to go back to it and learn more about Mother Teresa and what God was asking of her. But again, to summarize here, to notice she's human and, and she's not being artificial and trying to pretend, oh, here, I'm ready to go do your will. She is human and honest with God. That's a good thing. If you're ever sensing God is asking you to do something and you're scared or something's happening in your life, you're not sure why this is happening, go to God, pour out your heart to him, tell him, Lord, I'm scared, I'm nervous. Name the, if you can, name the things you're afraid of. I'm afraid of taking this new job because I, I don't know anyone in that new city. Or I'm afraid of talking to, to my brother about this because I don't know what he's going to think of me afterwards. Or I'm afraid of leading at the parish. I sense you want me to lead something at the parish to share my faith more, but I just don't have time, you know, or I don't think I'm going to be good at it. Or I'm afraid of committing to pray to you every day, Jesus, because I'm just too busy right now. I have too much going on. Like, name your fears. It's a wonderful thing to do with God. And that's what Mother Teresa did. She named her fears. She was humble enough to acknowledge she had limitations, she had weaknesses, she had fears, and she named them. But then Jesus reminds her, I will be with you. That's what he says to all the heroes in the Bible. That's what he said to Moses, the burning bush. Moses lists all of his shortcomings. I'm not adequate. I'm not a good leader. I don't know enough. The people aren't going to believe me. I'm not eloquent. <laughs> he names all the things and God just says, that's good, Moses, but it's not about you. It's about me. I will be with you. I will help you do what you can't do on your own. And that's what he says to mother. Be not afraid. I will be with you. I'm going to help you to be able to do this difficult thing of leaving the Loretto sisters that you love, going out on the streets of Calcutta and living the poor Indian life and not having everything your way. That's going to be really hard for you. I will be with you. And I know you fear failure, but trust me, I will be with you. If I'm calling you to this, it's going to work out. It may not be easy. It's going to involve a lot of hardship, but I'm going to be with you in this. So we, we name our fears with God. 
first thing we learn from Mother Teresa. Second thing is that we learn that God will be with us. If he's calling us to something, whatever, however hard it is, if we really surrender, he will be with us. And he's going to help us through whatever crosses are going to be there. It doesn't mean if we do the thing God asks us to do, it's going to be easy. His call always involves the cross. And so, but we, we can trust that God will be with us to help us to do whatever that difficult thing is. And then thirdly, to see what's really behind all of this is this, this call didn't come out of nowhere. And Mother Teresa's yes, her fiat that day on September 10th, 1948, didn't come out of nowhere. She had trained her heart throughout her life to say yes in little things to say yes to one call after another, after another. And eventually that call led her to become a sister. Eventually that call led her to become a missionary sister and go to India. And then eventually that call led her to say, God, I want to give you everything. And then eventually it led her to God asking her to start this new order. And so the third point I want us to see here to imitate Mother Teresa is to practice saying yes in little things, little moments of God's will being made manifest to you, to serve your child, to serve your spouse, to forgive, to be patient, to be generous. Your roommate, someone in the community needs your attention, like to say yes to those little things. And when you sense in prayer, God nudging you, pushing you to say yes to those little things, and then it'll keep inviting your heart to grow more. It's when we refuse God in all the little things. Mother Teresa was really big on this, that there's nothing little with God. Every little opportunity to serve him is big because God is big and he took time to offer this opportunity to say yes in this smaller thing. So don't think like that, that when you're sensing, man, I should just put down my phone and not look at my phone right now. I've been spending too much time on, on YouTube. When you sense that, don't think that it's a little thing to just keep clicking. Think that that's the Holy Spirit prompting you right now to make a sacrifice, to turn away from this, all this attachment you have there. It's, it's a big thing. Or, or when you have that moment where you can get angry or you can hold a grudge and you just think, I know I, I'm sensing I just need to forgive. That's not a little thing. God is giving that to you. It's a big thing. Say yes to those little things so that your heart learns to grow. You, you, you form your heart to surrender in little things so that you can surrender evermore on whatever big things God may call you to in the future. It's hearts that refuse God in the little things that stay little. Those hearts stay little. They never mature. They never expand. They, they never become great saints. Because when we, if we want to be saints, if we want to be transformed by God's love, we have to have a transformed heart. And that heart needs to grow in its generosity over and over again. It won't change overnight. It's by saying yes to the little things. So you got that? So three things you want to imitate Mother Teresa? You got that? So what we're going to do is name our fears when we sense God is asking us to do something. Name them. Talk to God about them. Bring it out in the open because God will help alleviate those fears when you name them and you talk to him about it. It's when you just don't think about it and you just try to distract yourself that you, you're never going to say yes to his call. You got to name your fears with God. Secondly, trust that he will be with you in whatever he's calling you to. He will help you even if it may be something really hard. He's going to be with you. He's going to help you do what you can't do on your own like you did with Mother Teresa. And then finally, learn to say yes in the little things, surrender in the little things so that your heart will be prepared to surrender in the big things. Again, if you want to learn more about the art of surrender, really trusting God, if you want to learn from Mother Teresa and more about her inner story, you can check out my book, When You Pray, Trust, Surrender, and the Transformation of Your Soul. But if you want to learn from other saints, we talk about uh, St. John Paul II and his call to trust and be not afraid over and over again. That was a big refrain of his pontificate calling us to have confidence in God. We draw on, uh, on the great St. Catherine of Siena, who offers great wisdom on trusting God, as well 
Saint Faustina and other saints. Um, this is one of the sections of this book called When You Pray, Trust, Surrender, and the Transformation of Your Soul. You can get it at ascensionpress.com. That's ascensionpress.com. And one other thing I want to share with you, and I'll talk more about this in, in the coming weeks, but in the month of October, I want to invite you to join me for a 30-day prayer challenge. Yeah, I, I, I've been praying about this, thinking about this, and I'm going to invite anyone who wants to do this with me as a, a 30-day commitment to prayer. And we're, I'm going to use the the 30 little reflections I have in my book, When You Pray, to to do it for for my meditation. As in, you feel free to use that book if you want to join me in that, or you could do any, any book you want. It could be the Bible or your other favorite spiritual author, but a 30-day prayer challenge. But then on Facebook, I'll be doing a weekly Facebook Live where we'll get a chance to, to talk about these themes. And so I'm going to do question and answer with anyone, particularly if you've read the book uh, and you're reading through the sections once a week. Well, uh, I'll, I'll give a little reflection on the themes of that particular week, and then I'll open it up for question and answers and give, really give it a chance to get to know some of you. Uh, so we'll do this on Facebook Live, and I'll maybe get to see some of your faces in Australia or England or Italy or California, New York, Minnesota, down to Florida, wherever you may live, whether you're in the United States or overseas. Uh, so, But stay tuned. It'll be a 30-day prayer challenge in the month of October. And I'll be going through the 30 short reflections that are in my book, When You Pray, Trust, Surrender, and the Transformation of Your Soul that you can get at ascensionpress.com. That's ascensionpress.com. And thanks so much for listening and may God bless you.